Hello, everyone. If you've been listening to Ill-Advised Stories, I wanted to say thank you. And if you're new here, then I'd like to welcome you. This story is a kind of gift to me for Father's Day. For the first time, my entire family, Riley, Anna, and my wife, Sabrina, are playing parts. And Anna is the narrator. I think she did an amazing job. We had a lot of fun recording it, so I hope you enjoy. New stories come out on the second and fourth Friday of every month. Happy Father's Day. Peanut Butter Monster. I assure you, peanut butter monsters are real. They only come out at night, and they're always hungry. I haven't figured out what they look like yet, or how they get into my house. But I know, when I'm in bed, they are down there. I can hear them in the kitchen, stumbling around, stealing and pawing through our cabinets. In the morning, nothing but empty jars. I should make it clear that I'm a peanut butter lover. I'd eat it every day, and for every meal if I could. I don't, of course, since my school is peanut-free. I can't have it for lunch, and I'm mostly okay with that. One of my closest friends, Sarah, has an allergy, and I do enjoy eating with her, and she does enjoy breathing. Still, it is a sacrifice. I like peanut butter that much. It's probably because our house is so healthy. My mom doesn't let us eat chips or candy, any of the packaged stuff that make prepping lunches so much easier. At school, my sister and I eat veggie sticks, Greek yogurt, and stuff like that. It's all organic, and, as my dad likes to point out, too, expensive. He's been a little on edge lately, trying to lose weight. Peanut butter, it turns out, isn't all that bad for you in moderation. Yes, it's high in calories, but it's got healthy fats and a ton of protein, which is good for building muscles and brain power. As I consider what to do about the peanut butter monsters, I need to keep that in mind. They might be strong, and they're probably intelligent. As you can imagine, loving peanut butter, I keep an eye on how much we have. I always put it on my toast in the morning. My mom buys the fancy kind that comes in a glass jar. Usually one will last a week, but in a single night two weeks ago, an entire jar was emptied. It was left on the counter, scraped clean and bottomed out. I was the first one down the stairs, though my little sister wasn't far behind. So it was me who discovered the crime scene. Seeing the empty jar didn't bother Carrie at all. For some reason, my sister didn't like peanut butter. It was too gooey, she said. She's picky like that. I stared at the counter, at the empty jar, while she walked right past it getting her cereal. Carrie tried handing me the box. She wasn't allowed to make her own breakfast yet. She couldn't pour Cheerios without dumping them all over the floor, and she wasn't much better with milk. I didn't take it immediately, so to get my attention, she smacked me with the cornflakes. Lucky for her, cereal doesn't hurt. What's wrong with you? She asked. Someone ate all the peanut butter. I motioned to the tipped-over jar. Carrie looked at it for a second, then shrugged. So, Mom will buy more. But she just bought this one! I reached over and picked it up, looking inside. I know, rookie mistake, disturbing the crime scene. This is crazy. Who could eat an entire jar in a night? It's unhuman, I said. Carrie wasn't listening. She was going for the milk. I stared at the inside of the jar. It looked like it had been licked clean. I may have enjoyed this stuff, but there wasn't a chance I could swallow that much. Maybe it was a ghost. Carrie was standing under the freezer. She'd climbed halfway up the fridge. Ghosts aren't real, and if they were, they wouldn't eat peanut butter. I stared at it a little longer. I can't believe this. I turned just in time to grab the milk from Carrie's hand, a moment before it was going to crash to the ground. I made her breakfast and was left to eat my toast dry, since my mom didn't raise me to put butter on anything. 
Well, my dad got up and he asked if he knew what happened. On the days he worked, he was usually gone before we were out of bed. But today was one of his days off. He was a firefighter, so his schedule was a little weird. He looked at the jar, then at me. Then he scratched. He pointed to the coffee pot, which my mom had set the night before. He made some sounds that may have been words. <sighs> They may have even been English, but I couldn't tell. He stumbled over and poured his coffee, mixed in the powdered creamer like what they had at the station, and then took a sip. He turned back to me. What was, what was the question? His eyes were still blurry. Do you know what happened to the peanut butter? He stared at it for a long moment, raising an eyebrow. The coffee cup stayed near his mouth. No idea, he said. He grabbed a banana and walked away. Was I the only one who cared about this? My mom's reaction was more on par with mine. She was shocked and amazed. The only problem was, the first person she blamed was me. If you're known for your love of peanut butter, if it's a defining trait, and then there's a sudden disappearance, guess who the first person blamed is? It didn't help that I was the one to discover it. Of course I argued. Mom, I could never eat that much. I don't think any human could. She put her hands on her hips. Well, what was it then, Jesse? A peanut butter monster? I know. Crazy, right? How come I didn't think of that? There's no such thing. Is there? Carrie asked. Apparently, it's the only answer that makes sense. My mom picked up the jar and went over to my dad. He was sitting in his chair in the living room. You don't know anything about this, do you? She asked. My dad still had his cup up to his face. No, but I'd go with your theory. Probably a peanut butter monster. Those aren't real. We get calls for them all the time at work. My dad said. My mom wasn't amused. Knock it off. She handed him the empty jar. By the end of the day, she'd bought another. She'd like the stuff, too. She ate it every day with an apple. That night, the jar sat undisturbed. Ours was quiet because my dad was at work. He came home the next morning, drank some coffee, then fell asleep on the couch. My dad's schedule was weird, like I said. We left for school, which was good, because apparently he was going to take up the whole living room. That night, our new jar went from completely full to a quarter down. It was left out on the counter with the cabinet door open and a spoon in the sink. The spoon was looked clean, but when I held it to my nose, I could still smell the salty spread. I considered the evidence. So the peanut butter monsters used spoons. They had to be intelligent. This was going to be more difficult than I thought. The next night, the jar went lower, and the evidence was mostly the same. Only this time, the monsters, or monster, had been sloppier. Some of the peanut butter had dripped. It sat in fat globs on the counter. This, of course, offended me. Stealing was bad enough, but to waste it? The night after that was the first night I heard them. My parents left a fan running in our room to drown out their TV noise. I shut it off as soon as the door closed. I lay there and waited, listening for the telltale signs of an intruder. I was watchful, alert, and ready to dispense justice. Right until I fell asleep. Luckily, these creatures, or creature, weren't very quiet. I woke to the sound of stomping and shuffling, things being dropped. I got up from my bed slowly and started into the hall. I was walking on my tiptoes as quiet as could be. I only made it as far as the stairs, though. It was still dark on the first floor. I'm not going to call myself a coward, because if anyone heard the horrible noises coming from our kitchen, they would have hesitated too. It was a choking, coughing sound, like some strange, evil language. 
Even Wonder Woman would have been scared. Alright, maybe not her, but I'm no Amazonian. No armor, no weapon, no superpowers. Not even a lasso. I listened to the inhuman sounds. I had no doubt after that that I wasn't dealing with a bunch of small creatures, like super-evolved rodents, but instead a single large monster, perhaps a woolly mammoth or a sasquatch? I heard it open the fridge. We had our milk delivered in glass jars. Yes, there are places that still do that. The jars were clinking and banging. Then I heard the thing gulping, pouring the milk down its gullet, gurgling away. I heard the fridge door close again. Then I heard the creature stomping about. I looked around the hall, hoping to find something to defend myself with, but there was nothing, so I hurried back into our room. What are you doing? Carrie asked from her bed. The monster's in the kitchen, I whispered. What monster? She asked. The peanut butter monster! Uh, Those aren't real. She rolled over. Mom said they were. Dad, too. And you believe them? I didn't care for this tone coming from my little sister. What else could polish off an entire jar of peanut butter in a single night? Yuck! I can't finish a single bite. She said into her pillow. Yeah, but you're weird. Am not. She stuck her tongue out. Quiet, I don't want it to hear us. I put a chair in front of the door and climbed back into my bed. By the way, I think it drank all the milk. She sat straight up. What? Why didn't you stop it? Shh, I said again, keeping my eye on the door. The next two nights were disturbance-free. I'd taken one of my dad's golf clubs and snuck it into my bed. I would have preferred his baseball bat, but my mom already slept with that one on the nights he was gone. My dad came home after a second night and tried plopping on the couch again. But it was the weekend, so my sister and I were off from school. He never knew the day of the week. This wasn't because of head trauma or anything like that. It was a product of his job and that screwy schedule again. My mom worked at the hospital, which meant being gone a lot of weekends, including this one. When she left, he turned on the TV. How about some cartoons? He said, as if he were going to watch them with us. Then he rolled over and fell asleep. Four hours later, we woke him up to take us to soccer. He went into the kitchen and microwaved the last of the coffee. Then he grabbed a tortilla, opened a jar of peanut butter, and looked at me in disappointment. I'd scraped the bottom and put it on my toast. That was fine. What I'd done wrong was putting the jar back. I wasn't supposed to do that. We need to go to the store, he said, eating his tortilla. We need to go to soccer, my sister said. She was already dressed and holding her ball. Right, he said. That night, there was no peanut butter in the house. My dad had seen how crowded the supermarket was on a Saturday afternoon and decided not to go in. I lay in bed and listened. There was the shuffling walk and the sounds of cabinets being opened. The peanut butter monster was back, and he was going to be disappointed. I could hear the fridge opening and closing, followed by more shuffling. Then it was quiet. I fell asleep gripping the golf club. The grocery store was just as crowded on Sunday, so my dad still didn't want to go in. Instead, he took us out to breakfast after church. The waitress looked at me strangely when I asked for peanut butter instead of jelly for my toast. They had little plastic containers. She gave me two, but I only used one, pocketing the other. It wasn't the healthy kind my mom bought, but I was okay with that. That night, I was worried about keeping it in my room. What if the peanut butter monster hunted by smell? I left it in the cabinet in the kitchen, hiding it near the back. In the morning, it was gone. This was obviously upsetting. 
That wasn't family peanut butter. That was my peanut butter. The monster had gone too far. Revenge was a great motivator, but by the end of the day, I had a second and even more important reason to stop this creature. When my dad dropped us off at school that morning, he promised he'd go to the store and stock up. He didn't disappoint. When we came home that afternoon, there were three jars of peanut butter on the counter. My mom saw them and shook her head. Are you prepping for doomsday or something? She asked. We keep running out. He said. Well, maybe if someone didn't eat so much. She seemed to suggest that one of us in the room was guilty. I didn't say it, but I thought it was kind of rude for her to be talking to me while I sat right there. She turned from the counter to look at me. I was expecting more scolding, but instead she said, Hey, I talked to Sarah's mom. I'm off this weekend, so if you guys wanted to do that sleepover... Really? I asked. I'd slept over at Sarah's house a few months back, and we'd been bugging her her parents to have her over here. Sarah's parents had been worried she was too young to sleep at a friend's house, so I was surprised to hear that they'd finally given in. Goes to show you, months of nagging can break anyone. Sarah and I were the same age, but my parents didn't worry as much. They were just glad to get rid of one of us for the night. I think Sarah's parents were concerned about her peanut allergy, too. They keep track of everything she ate or was around. She'd never even gotten to go to a baseball game. Even on Halloween, her parents had to check each piece of candy. Not like my dad did, looking for the best ones. Sarah's parents actually read the labels. Apparently, there's factories where things like gummy bears are made next to candies with peanuts in them. Just a little peanut dust could make Sarah react. If Sarah was going to sleep over, I needed to stop this monster, and soon. He was a slob, and he dripped the stuff everywhere, leaving it on spoons and the counter. He probably got it on the doorknobs, too. I'd have to think of a plan before next Friday. Lucky for me, I watch a lot of cartoons. That night, I heard the creature again. In the morning, one of the new jars was quartered down. The seal had been ripped and shredded, confirming that I was dealing with a monster. I thought about going after with my dad's golf club, but I wanted more of an advantage. The one thing I did do was make sure of the time. If I was going to set a trap, I needed to know exactly when the creature would show up. It had been one thirty last night. My dad was working the next day, so he usually went to bed early, a little after 9. I know this because even though my bedtime is 8, there's no way I fell asleep that fast. My mom was more of a problem. She'd stay up until midnight watching television, catching up on the shows my dad didn't like. So I only had about an hour to set my traps. In the afternoon, I begged my mom to take me to the dollar store. I had $10 to spend. I told her we had a jump rope competition and that I couldn't find ours. When we went up to the counter with five jump ropes and five bags of marbles, she asked what I needed them all for. I told her that my friends at school needed jump ropes too. Lying to your parents is not good, so eventually I'd have to set up an actual competition after handling this other thing. That night, I listened to my dad go to sleep. Then hours later, I heard my mom come up the stairs. As soon as she was in her room, I got up, grabbed my stuff, and headed to the door. My head was on the knob when I heard my sister ask, What you doing? I'm going to stop the peanut butter monster. Oh, okay. Have fun, and try not to die, she said, rolling back over. I could still hear my mom moving around the bedroom as I tiptoed incredibly slowly down the stairs. I could see the light from her cell phone under the door. We kept a flashlight in the kitchen drawer. I took it out and set it on the counter, pointing it towards the peanut butter cabinet. 
I took out a piece of cardboard out of a recycling bin and placed it in front of the cabinet. Then I poured the marbles behind the cardboard, which kept the marbles in while I closed the door. I slipped the cardboard back out. I made a giant loop with the jump ropes just under the lip of the cabinets. Five jump ropes barely made it around them. Luckily, we had a small galley kitchen with a sliding door on one end. I shut off the flashlight and ducked behind the curtains holding the end of the rope. They were all tied together in a big loop. I was worried I'd be standing there all night waiting for the creature to show. Then I heard footsteps coming down the stairs. That was odd, I thought. The monster must get in the house through an upstairs window or something. I heard it stomp towards the cabinet with the peanut butter. I was tempted to look out from behind the curtains, but didn't want to be spotted. I gripped the rope tight in one hand and made sure the golf club was behind my leg, where I could grab it quick. I felt the thing in the kitchen moving on the other side of the curtain. I could almost hear it breathing and grumbling and scratching. I could almost smell its stale, putrid breath. I heard it open a drawer and take out a spoon. Then I heard it reach up for the cabinet door. The next sound was five bucks worth of dollar store glass marbles pouring out like a waterfall. The creature roared in the air. That's when I pulled the rope. I tugged like my life depended on it. Sarah's life and a chance for a sleepover definitely did. The loop closed into a lasso around the monster's legs. I opened the slider and kept pulling, running out onto the deck. I heard it fall to the ground with a massive thump. It groaned in pain as it slid across the floor, rolling on the marbles, out into the cold night air. It was big, but I was determined. I tied my rope off to the deck and came back with the golf club high, ready to bring down and slay the beast. Then someone said, Jesse, what are you doing? I recognized the voice coming from the monster. For a moment, I thought it was a trick. I kept the club ready as I reached in the door and turned on the light. There was my dad, laying on the ground, spoon still in hand. You're not the peanut butter monster, I said. He groaned, and the sound was familiar. He was shaking his head. He looked back at the kitchen, at the cabinet with the peanut butter. Actually, he said. When my dad went to work the next morning, he had to explain why he was sore and moving slow. He told the guys it was from exercising. Apparently, he hadn't learned his lesson about telling little lies. There never was a peanut butter monster, only a dad on a diet. Yum. Ding.